Hey, and welcome to Dying to Ask. Want to hear something fun? We are almost up to 100 episodes on this podcast in two years. That's pretty good. Just was looking up. I was trying to find a podcast for somebody, an old episode, and I had to scroll and scroll. I'm like, how many have we done? I really didn't know at that point. So we're, we're well into the 90s. How about that? Good stuff. Anyway, today we're talking about goals and usually the beginning of the year, and this is still the beginning of the year to me. I mean, we've got a lot of year left. Um, Beginning-ish of the year is a great time to set new goals to make big plans. And last year, ahead of 2020, because, you know, we were all so excited about 2020, I went big with the goals list, and my husband did too. We actually sat down. We did the thing that we had heard that other, like, super organized couples did that we had never done before. And we planned out a year. We planned weekends. We planned getaways. We planned my 2020 Tokyo trip. We planned out some projects he was doing. I wrote down every single event at the school, everything. And we put them in our calendars together. There was wine. And then, bam, none of it happened. Now, it's not because I did all that planning, but it sure did feel like it at the time. But we both independently of each other, and we didn't even realize that till recently, we both kept all those events in our calendars for the year, in the phone and on the paper calendar. And it was like the boulevard of broken dreams watching some of those events pop up. You know, oh, we were supposed to be at a swim meet in Stockton. Oh, I'm going to the Olympic Athlete Summit. No, I went to nothing. I went to Costco by myself. And my face covered up like I was going to rob the place the entire year. You know what I'm talking about. So this year, when December rolled around, it was kind of a tougher sell to get the whole family on board on the planning wagon because it felt like fool me once to the kids. And, you know, with my husband, I'm like, I want to plan, but should we? I mean, what's the point at this point? Like, like lower the expectations, people. And it turns out I wasn't alone in feeling like this. The time management types are all saying, however, we should be leaning into goal setting, not away from more than ever this year. There's a lot of what's the point out there. And the problem with what's the point is it becomes a habit. It becomes your norm. And that's not how you're going to get out of this time. Economists are starting to talk about another roaring 20s, maybe being what's on the other side of the pandemic. So like the 20s of the last century, a time when all that pent-up spending goes crazy, when people do things like they never would have done before, and they value their freedom and their fun like they never have before. Sounds good, right? Well, I want my head to be ready. Goals are structure. They're kind of like a roadmap. They're a recipe, a plan. I love a plan. And writing some goals for body, mind, soul, work, family, all of the things on paper might be exactly what you should be doing right now. So I purposely didn't do this episode at the end of last year because, I mean, it just felt like a lot of pressure and I just wasn't in, a, I wasn't in the mental place to do it. But I've been thinking more about this. And the truth is you can set goals anytime. You don't need the calendar to do this. So I'm bringing back somebody I consider to be the ultimate goal setter on the show today. Tim Collum is now a three-time guest on Dying to Ask. The first one, first time I believe was episode 55. And we, we brought him on because I, I saw that he did this thing called the 100 Goal Challenge for himself every year, where he writes down 100 things that he wants to do in the next year. The first one is always stay sober. That's an important goal, and he's kept it for many years. So the whole idea, the practice, came from a high school teacher that he had who gave a school assignment more than 20 years ago, and he stuck with writing down 100 goals 
personal, professional, fitness for all of that time, and he's saved every single one of those goal lists. That episode is one of the most asked about episodes of Dying to Ask. People are always like, is that guy for real? Sure is. Whatever happened to the high school teacher? Well, you're going to find out in this episode. And then more recently, people want to know, how did the guy who does the 100 goals actually do in 2020? Because the rest of us ran into some trouble. So today you'll find out, and spoiler alert, it's actually pretty awesome, and there's a major surprise in there as well. On this Dying to Ask, why it is worth writing down some goals for this year. 10 topics to focus your goal setting, and how to know a goal is actually worth writing down on the list. Now, you don't have to do 100. I'm not doing 100, but how about 10-ish? Tim Collum is back on Dying to Ask. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I've been anchoring morning news for more than 20 years. I know two things. One, that phrase, I'll sleep when I'm dead, is starting to seem likely. And two, the best conversations take time. Dying to Ask is my chance to have longer, more meaningful conversations without a producer yelling rap in my ear. Personal change requires personal growth. And these days, Plan B is the new Plan A. Ready to do life bigger and better despite the Rona? This is Dying to Ask. Hey, Tim, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm better talking to you. You always raise my spirits. I love your energy, and you know I that. So, so we met, we, we did a podcast um, in December of last year. We met in your office, which is where you are today, and I can't go. Yeah. As you know, people can't be together. Um, yeah. But we, we did this whole show about your 100 goals that you sit down and you write every year. You've been doing it for years. And that show over the, over the year is one of the ones people have asked me the most about. And they always say, whatever happened to that 100 goal guy? <laughs> did he yeah, actually follow right. through in 2020? What's he doing? Exactly. What happened to that guy? Exactly. <laughs> and the truth is, Man. you actually did surprisingly well on the goals. And you even added a couple in there. I sure did. I think that um, it was, it, we, I thought about this driving in and how you and I talked and gosh, life was so different when we were sitting in the office. And, you know, I had one of those Facebook reminders that said one year ago, you did this and it was with you and we were just chatting about what's normal. And like you said, I've been doing goals for now since 1995 and I picked 10 categories and I have about 10 goals per category and I write them all down. And really the mindset behind it is, is that if I died, you'd know exactly what I did or what I attempted to do over the last 25 years. And each year I just write these down. And I think that the, I, I remember last year, you know, we were sitting there and, and chatting away and a lot of people were calling me because of, of obviously this. And they would call and they'd say, well, can I put down that I do this? And, you know, it was like these rules. And I was taught this by um, Dr. Hal Urban, who is a teacher of mine. And he went off of the rails with um, curriculum and all he would teach, which I loved, was current events and goals. And that was it. Wouldn't and, he have been great in distance learning? Like oh, I would have watched amazing. that guy on Zoom. I, oh, it's just, he was like a, a motivational speaker before they were there. Yeah. And it was just where it, it was like, he was a history teacher. So you were taking history, but you didn't learn any history. It was just, well, but it, you learned what was going on in the world and where countries are and what just such things that, you know, you, you want. And you almost wanted like a taxes class in, in your high school curriculum too, you know, but you didn't get that or credit. But I think that for me, um, it was a great way to stay focused. And so last year, um, you know, we, we made some adjustments, a lot of adjustments. And I was, you know, I think that it's just one of those things reflecting back. Um, 
for what I had written down, I think it is very important to have a plan, so to speak. And that's what my goals are, is, is that it's, it's really a plan throughout the year of things that I want to accomplish. Now, some things I can't accomplish because of obviously a pandemic, a global <laughs> pandemic that we never knew. And we, we can't be around each other. I guess that's the main thing. We're the ones that spread the pandemic. So um, really, there was a lot of things that, including with work, what we had to do. And it got very serious, too. It was in February, March, you know, March 20, I think, first was the last open house we had. And, you know, we all didn't know what we we're going into. And we haven't done an open house since. I'm in real estate. And um, my team and I have, have managed to do well because real estate has been one of those, like, little unicorn businesses where everyone stayed home and everyone's going, I need a bigger house and everyone's moving from the Bay area. And you're finding that there are some pluses with that. So we, we pivoted and we did a big virtual platform of how we sold, sold houses. So some of the goals that I had of meeting a lot of people and, you know, talking to a lot of people, I did it in different ways. And so I think like, that let's, let's just go back in time a little bit. Um, sure. what were, what were some of the big things that were on the list for last year? And again, a hundred is like yeah. a crazy number, but you know, what were the yeah. big ones that were on there? I mean, I know you always start with number one, which is. Yeah. So number one is being sober. And so for me, my number one goal is to stay sober. I, um, am a recovering alcoholic and I, um, stopped drinking about 13 years ago. And without that goal in place, all the wheels come off and the goal's not, not there. So that's something that I have to focus on. And that's my number one. And it always has been. Um, and I think like, just so to speak and answer your question, like travel was one, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to 10 places. And if you think about it, travel, you really do do that in your time. And when you, when you kind of put that out there, you go to Carmel, you go to Tahoe, you go to these different places. And for me, it's one of those things that um, over time, you start to really like get these places you're going to. Well, I couldn't travel. We went to Costa Rica in February and or end of March, we were coming back or beginning of March. Everyone was testing on those, you know, the, they were going, have you been to China? Have you done this? And we're like, no, no. And didn't think much of it. And Just then when the pandemic Rica, hit, stay I'm so proud of myself crossing yeah, it off on my list. <laughs> Yeah, cross one, check number two. Like I went to Tahoe and Costa Rica, done. And I had those two down. And then I had eight more places. And there was a few of them that were international travel and that type of thing. But what I did learn is, is that I went to so many more places um, with our cars, you know, and traveled all over California to hit all these spots. So like I didn't have any plans on going down the coast or doing certain things. And literally there's days that I'm just ready to go. I got to get in the car and just go. Yeah. And so that was a really good thing. But when you have to uh, uh, travel was one of the categories that you really want to, you know, focus on with the pandemic. And then also I do like I wanted to go to, um, you know, a couple of sporting events that I've never been to before. And those were canceled. Right. So those are kind of like, OK, that's not going to happen. There's going to be a little asterisk on this year on 2020, you know, of like, OK, couldn't do that because of these things. But then I learned that there was other things that I wanted to do. And, and I think that's that's where you learn that, OK, you, you can't stay stagnant. And I think that was really important. And I think that's really important for 2021 too, because it's not over. I mean, just because January 1st came along doesn't mean that like this year is going to be, you know, any, I think it's going to be just as different as, you know, the normal year. So yeah. I think for me, there's a roadmap for me to, to go, okay, what am I going to do this year? So how did you decide when you sat down to do the hundred goals, 
how did you go into it this year? Because you're still, like you said, you're still starting the year, you know, with things going off. Yeah. I think the one thing, and I think this applies to everyone is you got to give yourself a break. I think that's what you have to think about. It's not as there's years that are just building years and building years, and this is what we're doing. And there's years that you just have to give yourself a break and enjoy and do the little things. And I think those are the things that for me, um, I have years that I'm pretty intense on my goals. And these are the things I'm going to do and build, you know, different, different aspects of whether it's business or, and I'm in art and, and, you know, that's one of those things that I look at and go, okay, what do I do? But I think this year I give myself a break and last year, but it doesn't mean that I'm not as diligent in completing some of those things. So for me, um, you know, specifically, you know, what I'll learn this year, that's one thing that I always have. And I think when you have like goals of what you'll learn, you know, I think that my goals were different. It used to be like, Oh, I want to learn how to play guitar. Well, that would take a guitar instructor to come in and teach you how to do it and Mm -hmm. do all those things. And yeah, I could do it through zoom, but you know what? I wanted to kind of learn some other things. And for me, it was um, related around being around the house, which was very weird for me. Like I, I didn't, I didn't have a green thumb for the life of me. And I'm like, (laughs) I am around and I see all these plants that are dying. And I'm like, I have to do something. And I get, what I do is I pace in front of my house. So with the phone. So whenever I'm on the phone, my neighbors are like, what does this guy do for a living? It's just crazy. And I think they probably think I'm a drug dealer or something, but I, and it's at late night, but I see all these plants that have died and I'm like, I got to figure this out. So it's amazing what you can learn from YouTube. And it's amazing what you can do when there is a little bit of the stay at home place, but you can go to a nursery or something like that. And you learn about how you can make things better. And I think what I'll learn this year, like is landscaping. And I've learned some things about what I do and, and how it will pertain, but it got a lot of it around the home in general. So that's interesting. So, so do, I mean, do you mind sharing a few of the things that you put down on your things I want to learn list? Mm-hmm. Sure. So hold on one sec. Let me just pull it up. So I have basically, yeah, I have about five or six right now that I'm working on. Um, one, and I just put it under gardening, right? That's number one. Um, number you know, two. You know you have reached old status when there's now a category of oh, gardening my, there's on the so goals many list. Status now, like, oh, let's, <laughs> let's not get started. Let's, like, you, you're like, let's do gardening. You're like, what? Like, and, and this I is the, like two years ago, I was in the UFC cage with all these fighters and learning how to do different things. And now they're probably listening. If they were, they'd be like, what is going on? Or, so that's or they're I'm... like, how do you take care of that fig tree? <laughs> you know? Yeah. They no, might be no, in the same like, place. I guarantee you, I'll get a call from Uriah and he'll be like, oh, I got the same problem. <laughs> um, so that's number one. I did, I really struggled with Spanish in high school. So I really wanted to learn Spanish. Like I, I went through Spanish two and three, and that was a, a third one that I wanted to do. Um, a number, another thing was related to books. So I, I'm not a big reader. I don't sit still, still well. So I'm never like, I'm always running around doing something. So for me, it was read one book a month. And that's something that is very important. And then that would obviously you know, help. It's almost like a self-improvement type thing. Right. Um, and, and then it calms the that, mind, Tim, it calms yeah, you down. It, it really does. It, does. It, it really does. It helps you. And I think that was another thing. And then the other thing that I wanted to learn is that I'm an artist and I am really sometimes comfortable with what I do. And I do the same thing over and over, just like we all do. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And so I wanted to learn something that was totally different and learn like watercolors or I wanted to learn something and all learning is, is trying. That's how I first start. So for me, that was something that I wanted to do something that's completely out of my comfort zone. And I can't paint with oil paintings in their landscapes. And that's easy in my book. I mean, cause I do it all the time, but when it comes to watercolor, I always had an apprehension because they are so incredibly difficult. So that's something else that I've wanted to do. Right. Um, and it'd be easy to say, I want to learn patience because, but that's really not attainable or specific or measurable. And we all know we lose all of our patience. Right. But I think that for me, what that translates into is, is that I, I want to, I wanted to learn how to enjoy like taking more walks or breaks. And so when I feel anxious or when I feel that I have a lot on my plate, instead of being cooped up in the house, I go for a walk and that's really important. So yeah. that was one of my coping mechanisms and that's what I've learned to do. But that's what, those are the things that I, I wanted to learn and get, get involved in that. And then there was just a couple of things with out of the comfort zone. And that was really more or less like learning from others, getting on the phone and asking help, how are you doing? And that's something even today with me and you, it's just going, when we got on before we jumped on here, you talk to somebody. And for me, I wanted to learn more about others. And I think that's really important because we can all relate on what we're doing during this, this time. And I'm like, what are you struggling with? And I'm struggling with this. And then it's an instant bond. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't met one person that's like, oh, it's amazing. I can't wait. It's phenomenal. There's nothing there's always something that's almost negative and a complaint. So for me, those were some of the top ones that I was like, what am I going to do this year? And I really wanted to focus on learning about others and how they're doing during this time. And, and that's something that's been really fun too. Yeah. I used to say there was only one like true unifying thing that we all did as adults in life that we all had to do. And that was jury duty. Like, it was yeah, like every, totally. getting called up was like that <laughs> one unifying kind of thing. But now... Living in a pandemic is something that every single person on this planet has had to do. And other than, right. you know, birth and death, there aren't a whole lot of things that we all have had to live with, regardless all of right. our circumstances in life. You're so right. In every profession, right? I mean, everyone. And I have clients because when we sell houses, you get every type of person from professional athletes that are buying properties or you have doctors or you have, you know, all these things. And I think that that's the one thing is, is that everyone is so relatable. And I think that for me, again, you know, what I do with the goals and how I'm doing is, is that I really put those down in different categories and really kind of stick to a plan. And for me, it's been very important to keep that plan. And there was a lot of wins last year because of that. Mm -hmm. And I assume that this year there's going to be, you know, some other ones. So um, that I'm excited about. And that's something where it, it did focus on it, it helped me change. I switched, you know, brokerages. I started my own real estate company. And that was something that I've always wanted to do. But that year I was like, I am this is the perfect time to do it. You know, usually you're so busy, you can't sit down. And we didn't realize that it would get to that point where um, the real estate market was so hot, but it, it was perfect timing. So there were some things that are, were unintentional that I said, okay, I'm going to set out and just do it this year. Because in my mind, I was like, I'm going to have more time when in actuality, I really had less time yeah. to tell you the truth. Well, so. maybe you had more focus time, you know? Yeah. Because the truth is you had exactly the same amount of time. If you it's think the exact it, time, right? Exactly right. <laughs> what you do with your time, like how many people are pulling at you, and then the best part is you really can stay, and it's you have to be careful with it, but you can really stay isolated in some ways, where you're like, yeah, I don't want to go around anyone, and that's true because you don't want to get the coronavirus, but at the same time, you don't have to go to those lunches that you normally would go to. You don't have to do the things that are not 
really, you know, purposeful in a way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're just necessary to do and, you know, group meetings. And now it's on the other spectrum. It's like, how many Zoom meetings are we going to do in a day? We really don't need that many. I mean, that's another thing. So, you know, there's so many questions out there and we could go into it for days, but really I think that this year and last year are going to be, you know, somewhat similar. And, and hopefully this is the light at the end of the tunnel this year. Gosh, I hope so. Hey, let's stick on the professional growth. Cause you were mentioning, you know, sure. you made some business decisions that maybe you might not have made at that exact period of time. And one of sure. the, the ways that you continued your own personal growth, which requires a lot of networking and just talking to people <laughs> is you got into like America's newest hobby and that is walking, which let's be honest, right. you and I never would have gone for a walk before. And right. I, I right. have walked more in the last year. My poor dog is like over it yeah. <laughs> at this point. I've walked more <laughs> to calm my head and just to get outside and get away from my house than I ever have before. And I know you did, you did the same thing. No question. I mean, I think that has been one of the keys because you just didn't realize how important. My mom used to walk every day. And I'm like, where are you going? Why don't you just run? Like, that, why are you just my mom too. over with? <laughs> 15 minutes, be done with it, you're done, right? But she'd walk with her friends for hours and they would just go out and do this. And I, I, we were all in the situation where this year was just, there were some really tough times and really scary times, there still is. But I think that that's something where people just needed to get out in nature. And I think that, you know, when you, you know, we all, no offense, we were all glued to the news. And you know how that goes because over time, you just get in this like pattern of watching news nonstop and it's not really the most healthy news no, that's going on. I'm it's in a- it and I will tell you that. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, you know, but I had to get away from watching everything else really in this doom and gloom. And for me, that's what I am, you know, painter and I love nature and like I'll sit there and I, that's something that walking was really important. Then I incorporated business like you talked about. So I would talk to all these people that were in the neighborhood and they own their own businesses and they're CEOs and there's no way I could get them for a walk. And and I call them and I know what they're doing. They can't give me an excuse. They can't be like, yeah, I'm working on I it. saw your I'm car in the driveway. So, so anyway, it's just, that was a perfect opportunity for me to get to know a lot of people, which I thought that was great. And, you know, that's still to this day, like we, we will go out and get what we get together. And now it's, I think it's morphed into, okay, we're going to get together in the front yard and stay six feet apart yeah. and that type of thing. But at least walking was a purpose. People thought I was crazy. I'm like, let's just go for a walk. And they're like, well, I have a backyard and we can sit back there and meet. And I'm like, no, let's just, let's move. You know, so that was kind of my thing. And I <laughs> needed so to. Funny. I needed to. Because it's, it's true. You know, it's if, true. I, if I call a girlfriend or your mom calls a girlfriend, we go, oh, let's go for a walk. And you don't yeah. think anything of it. But, but you know, right or wrong, if a guy calls another guy and says, do you want to go for a walk? It's kind of strange. Man. Weird. And they're like, what do you want to talk about? Like, what's going on? Are you dying? Do we have this going on? Like, you never know. So I think that like it has been, and I think business wise, just my goals, um, you know, they changed a little bit. At first it was very production oriented and I'm going to sell this many houses or I'm going to paint this many paintings. Um, But for me, it was more or less like, how can I restructure my business? How can I, I've always wanted to have my own real estate company. And that was something where I felt that it was the perfect time to do it. We had a lot of people coming from the Bay Area. I wanted to market a certain way. I have a vision of where we want to go. And we started a company. And when I say we, my group and I did, and you know, a lot of those talks were in McKinley Park. And you'd see us and we're, all five of us would be in a big circle. And we would be outside either freezing or super hot or whatever it is. But it was really a good time because all of us got together in the first 10 minutes of that was talking about 
how life is and how hard it is and what the latest rumor of what school closures open and which one's doing this. And, and then we got down to business and then we found that more and more people, we, our numbers went up 35% last year. So business-wise, we stayed a certain plan and we focused on marketing to the Bay Area. And then what happened is, is that we came up with a virtual platform to sell houses and it, it just took off from there. And then that was an unexpected goal that, that happened that the results were great, you know, and, and that went up. But I think that was a, a pure function of, of the struggle that was going on in general, you know, of, of market. Yeah. So a, lot, a so, lot of people resisted the urge to write down those goals or challenges, resolutions this year for right. people who are, you know, and there's, there's no time limit on it. And I purposely didn't want to do this episode yeah. at the beginning of the year, because I think there's a lot of pressure, especially right now. Sure. So for people who it's still a, need to write some stuff down to have that roadmap for the next year, give us like three, three reasons, three tips, three hacks to actually make this happen. Yeah. So for me, number one, we won't even go over like how many there are, but I always tell my friends, don't get overwhelmed with this idea because if I tell you to write a hundred goals, it just seems like so crazy. And so for me, you don't want to sit there and get too overwhelmed and you want to be in a place of like where you get a coffee or you have a glass of wine. It's a, it's a time for you to reflect and really what you're doing and where you're going. So just to go over the categories really quickly, and mm -hmm. I always do this, is that, and it's fun. That's the thing is, is, it doesn't have to be, oh my gosh, I have to lose this many pounds, or I have to, it, it doesn't have to be a struggle. So number one, it's what I'll learn this year. Number two is financially where I'm gonna be, what are my financial goals? You know, what am I gonna save? What am I gonna make? Um, number three is physical diet and exercise. Number four is where I'm gonna be with my family and friends. Number five is work or, and for my case, it'd be art or real estate. Um, number six is always a fun one. What are you going to do out of your comfort zone? Number seven, where I'll travel. That one was a little bit tough last year. <laughs> Traveled all over California. Got to see Gilroy. So, I mean, there's a lot of- There's that. that. There's that. I mean, you, I know California really well. Um, Number eight is spiritual. What are you doing spiritually? Or, you know, obviously church has been an on and off thing, but are you checking in in that way? And what are your religious beliefs? That's something to look at. Number nine is a huge one for me. And that was charity, community, and contributions. And charity, I wanted to get out myself again. Like, and I did that fundraiser for the firefighters. And this year I was like, I got to do something for the frontline workers. And we did that with Anna Murphy and Selena Sarabian. And we did, you know, protect with heart and raised a hundred thousand dollars for frontline workers to have the right protective gear. And the only reason I'm like, how can I do something that gets out of myself? And I think that was something of being in service in the community that really helped me do a project that was not all about tip. You know, is that, that, that is was that still going on by the way. Yeah, it sure is. How do, it, it just sure real quickly, if people, if people want to get involved, how do they do that? They go to protectwithheart.com. And, and this is for people who are not familiar. It's your beautiful art with hearts. And they were on these beautiful masks. And then these like yeah. head coverings that frontline workers were wearing. And They're you see them all over the place. Caps. Yeah. Yeah. Scrub. What we did was we mailed them all over the country to hospitals in need. And so and that's still going on. Those hospitals are very much in need. And just because there's some improvements doesn't mean that the, the hospitals aren't. And it's been a huge thing. I mean, we've had big, big people get behind us and, um, throw some big, large dollar amounts. And then the small businesses, all the small businesses that are really struggling all came through and they were like, Hey, my, you know, kind of like number nine, where it was just like community and charity, what are we going to do this year? That's anyone can do that type of thing. Exactly. Um, 
And then number 10 is, is that I always have a fun one. It's like, what am I going to own this year? And I think that everyone doesn't, they're like, oh, well, I'm not like that. Well, they, a lot of people want a new pair of shoes or people want to know what they want to buy or work towards something. And so those are the things that I, for, what are the things that you're going to, you know, attain or what do you want? And maybe that's for your kids. Maybe that's for you, whatever it is. And then I always review my top 10 goals um, just weekly. So I look at, you know, I take 10 of my top ones, one out of each category and just review them. So to me, it doesn't have to be a hundred. It doesn't have to be 50. I would just put the categories down and tell anyone. I think it's really important to write those down. And then the only thing is goals will go away and they don't work if you don't use them. So if you're not reviewing them or changing them, and I'm not saying that it's great to change them. If I say I'm going to lose a hundred you know, like get to a, you know, let's say weigh 172 pounds by April 1st. That's my, my goal. One of them. And that's losing about 10 pounds or so. And really what it comes down to is I'm not going to go the day before and go, oh, I'm going to change that. And I'm just going to lose one pound. You know, it's not that you want to stick with your goal, but I, I really like that. Do, actually, but do. Goals don't work if you don't use them. Yeah, they don't. They it's like don't. a roadmap, and, and that's, right? Yeah. It's just like anything else. And I, I, I know you can relate to running. Is, is that you will not, if you don't actually go and do anything or you don't go run and you don't do this routine and don't have any consistency, it's never going to work where you want it to be. And you will be in a certain amount of shape and you'll do different things. And I think that's with goals too. And that's the fun part is that you look at these top 10 things. And one of my goals is like call my mom once a week, right? And that's an important part as a son you got to call your mom and I'm a deadbeat son where it's like, Hey, listen, like, you know, you go through that and we're too busy. Things are great. Mom, whatever, all that. And you know, my mom, when I call her, she gives me five more people to call. You got to call your aunt Jane. You got to call your mom, your brother. You got to call. Yep. So I know there's that, but the more I call her, the better it is. So those are things around like family and friends. That's number four, you know, oh, but there's things so that I, that make you a better person in yeah. general. Okay. I have saved the best part for last. Sure. Okay. <laughs> You just had a baby. Was having a yes. baby on last year's goal list? You'll die at this one. So 1995, when I first did my first uh, goals, I put number one was get married. And number two was have, have a kid. And I never thought that I would have a kid. I really wasn't part of that. And um, Victoria and I were, it was 2020. And we're like talking about, it, we're like, let's just, let's just have a kid. Like, didn't think anything of it. It was like, you know, we, we I know where the conversation was. Was it in Costa you know, it Rica? Of course. 100%. Like, right? We were like, let's, you know, this is it. Like, this is, I'm, I'm 43. So I was like, to the point where I'm like, okay, you know, I just want it. And I would always love one. And I'm thinking, oh, it's not going to happen very quickly. Like, it's going to take months. It's going to take, you know, whatever. And it was like, all of a sudden. And then. I'm like going through this and I guess I'm your typical like Corona baby, right? What do they call it? Like, you know, where you're just like, okay, during this time, everyone thought there was going to be this huge surge of population because everyone's at home with their wives and whatever, and they're going to have kids and all this. But it really was uh, a talk that we had and we said, let's do it. And it was there and it was really, um, it was the most amazing thing because that was something I always looked forward to. And I understood now what people talk about with their kids. And there's a sense of worry now that I'm so worried all the time that will never probably ever go away because now there's something else. But that happened, which was so incredible. And I, we would put my group, um, one of my um, group members, Kendra Knauer, she'd say, you know, hashtag call them baby 2020. And we thought it would come probably in 2020, but it came in 2021. And um, 
yeah, Annie Mila Collum was born on the 12th of January. And it was just phenomenal. And that was something that I had in 1995. And I'll take a picture of that and send it to you. But it was like my number two goal that I always like, I hated it because I, I, I never got it. I never, and it was one that it would take some time and, and the right time. And who would have thought during a global pandemic? And we, we talked about it. It was a great thing. So it was it was miraculous. And now I'm learning a whole different thing. So like my, what I will learn type things. There's so many things like I would, the biggest thing for me was that I was, um, in a, it, buying Christmas presents and I bought myself for my own stocking good night moon. And I was like, I'm a f- old. And yeah. I'm like that, that right there. I was like, now we got walks, we got gardening, and I just bought Good Night Moon for myself. So that's full circle, just, friend. That is it's full, full circle. circle. And it it's just it beautiful. So, well, it's truly, the best thing. I'm so happy for you. And, you know, that goal Thank might have so taken much. a long time to come to, but it's here. No, and, and that's kind of a very important. Thing. That'll be a great check mark. Yeah. Okay. One final question Whatever happened to the teacher? Who started the goals? Did did you guys did so, you ever find out in the last year what happened to him? I checked it. Yeah, he's he. Um, at, and I haven't checked in with him in the last six months or so. But right after we did, I wrote him um, a, a small little thank you, and I, this is what happened. And then um, I actually sent him a little snippet of our, ours. I don't know if he's on social media as much as I am, obviously, but I believe that um, we we chat. He said thank you very much, and that's so exciting to hear. And I do check in with him. So in every five or 10 years, he'll get something, but I got to imagine, I mean, this guy was a teacher or is a teacher for 30 or 40 years. He's got so many students that he's done this and he probably, you know, who knows, but he, he changed my life. I mean, this is something that I will tell you, if you do this and just give it three years, four years, and if it doesn't change your life, then give me a ring because I, it's really something that if, if everyone works goals and, and they put them all down, when there's something about putting something in writing that really makes a big difference. And if you actually do it, you never know, like that number two goal of having a kid or you traveling certain places. And then this year and last year were a different shift. It doesn't mean you throw out the complete list just because you can't, it's a normal, you know, not a normal year. It's in fact, more important that you do have these things. So for me, it's been, it's been really good for me. It's been a really big roadmap for me to do the right things. I cannot think of a better spot to end. What's a good way for people to keep in touch with you and to see these baby pictures that are all over social media now? Yeah. So on Instagram, you can just follow me at Tim Collum. It's T-I-M-N-C-O-L-L-O-M. Um, and we also have house real estate and, um, and then I have a Tim Collum art page. So all of those things are good. And, and obviously, um, I love checking in with you. It's the best thing ever. And for me, I mean, if we had global pandemic last year, this year's got to be better than, than that. So I think that, you know, when we check in next year at some point, yeah. then we can talk about it. And obviously, if anyone has any questions, direct message me and call me or text me or whatever way. I'm really open about it. I'd love to talk and help. And it always helps me help others. Thank you so much, Tim. Best of luck this year. Nowhere to go but up, I hope. Thank you. I know. (laughs) So true. So true. There's a review on Apple Podcasts that I just have to share. It came from SactoMom95864, and I love this review. It's so made my day. I had you in my ear during a run walk this morning, and I felt like I was having a chat with a girlfriend. Okay, that is like a personal 10 for me because that is exactly what I want the show to feel like. I've had a few shows that I listen to during the week that have that vibe, um, Off the Gram, Another Mother Runner are two that come to mind if you're looking for some more like feel like you have a girlfriend in your ear shows. 
So I so appreciate being told that this show did that for someone else. And I love going along on your run walk. I'd love to see you screen grab this show right now. And let me know a goal you have after listening to it. Post it on Instagram in your stories. Tag me at runreadsip. And then make sure you tag Tim at Tim Column. Thanks for listening. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick. And I'll be back next week with another Dying to Ask.